Greetings from Pelzer, South Carolina, Midway Bible Church. Uh, I'm, I'm Phil Gerard. I've been pastor there for, for 20 years. And uh, this very much reminds me of the Zoom prayer meetings that we had during COVID. I don't know that we had this many people, uh, but, but the same idea of, of, of trying to, to fellowship and pray uh, through technology. And uh, so this is, this is a wonderful op- opportunity. Uh, since the day Stephen asked me to, to speak, uh, I think it's been four or six weeks ago, the Lord, just right from the beginning, laid a very simple topic on my heart, and that is the, the challenge of united prayer. Uh, united prayer offers the promise of great power and effectiveness, and, and we see that illustrated in the early chapters of the book of Acts. I'm certain that Stephen, Stephen's a, a very strategic thinker. That's part of the strategy of this. United prayer has, has a, I think, a greater power, a multiplied power uh, over each of us simply praying simp- uh, on our own. But prayer is hard work. Uh, I think we forget this truth sometimes. Um, on the one hand, for uh, the child of God, prayer is as natural as, as breathing. Um, it's as natural as a child asking a mother or a father uh, for something to eat or to drink. Uh, my son, who's 45 years old now, has children of his own. When he was little, he would come to his mother or, or to me, and uh, he would never ask, uh, I, I, I want something. He would always say, I need this toy, or I need this game. Uh, and, and I think as children of God, we're very much like that. It's very easy for us to come to uh, our Heavenly Father and to ask for what we want, to ask for what we need. On the other hand, mature prayer, intercessory prayer, prayer that we were talking about before we began, prayer for global uh, kingdom-level requests, prayer that where I'm interceding for others, and, and often the really difficult prayer is prayer where I'm interceding for people that I don't even know, or issues that, that I'm aware of because of, of uh, items in the news. That kind of prayer that goes beyond saying, God, I want, or God, I need, that prayer is hard work for, for all kinds of reasons. And let me, let me tick off a few of those reasons. First of all, that kind of prayer runs counter to our, our natural selfishness. Uh, to the degree that it's natural for us to uh, pray for our own needs, to that same degree, I think it's difficult for us to focus on the needs of others, and particularly people that we don't know or people that we can't picture. My, my, wife, my wife has a real problem paying, praying for somebody she hasn't seen a picture of. And I think a lot of us are like that. We, we have that same kind of difficulty. And then second, that kind of prayer runs counter uh, to our pride. You know, prayer is always a declaration of dependence, not a declaration of independence. It's always a declaration of dependence on God. Uh, it's, it's saying to God, I can't do this. It's saying to God, uh, I, I particularly can't get these 
kingdom level uh, tasks accomplished. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a declaration of dependence. And, you know, I think when I put it in those words, we all agree with that. And yet, inside of every one of us, the truth is we have a, a certain level of pride that hates to concede that even to the living God. James tells us that God resists the proud, but if you flip that over, I think it's also true. The proud resist God. The proud resist declaring that dependence and, and trusting God for, for what they need. And then third, and we were talking about this a little before we began, prayer is a, is a spiritual exercise. It takes us from the horizontal plane where we spend our time 24-7, where it's very easy for us to function, and we have to deal on a vertical level with spiritual realities. Uh, to use the words that, that Paul uses in the book of Ephesians, we have to enter into the heavenlies. And I don't think that's natural for any of us. You know, until the day God gives us a, a spiritual body, what Paul calls a spiritual body in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, entering into the heavenlies, coming before the throne of God is going to be something that's difficult, something that takes focus and concentration and intentionality. And then one more, uh, because prayer is the most powerful weapon in our arsenal, Satan is always going to try to take that weapon away from us. Uh, he's going to send his minions to distract us. He's going to send his minions to interrupt us. Uh, I learned very early on in, in trying to, uh, to focus on prayer that any time I'm going to pray, I need to have a pencil and paper with me. Because as soon as I get down to the business of prayer, uh, one of, of Satan's demonic hordes is going to tap me on the shoulder and say, don't forget about this and don't forget about that and don't forget about this. And I have figured out that if, if I can just write that down, put it on a list so I know I won't forget it, then I'm able to let it go. You know, we, we need to be able to, um, to resist the devil so that he will flee from us, and, and then we can do the work of prayer. But that takes something. And, you know, it would be interesting with these two men that are sitting right here, with, with those of you that are online in Zoom, it would be interesting maybe to discuss this and continue listing reasons why prayer is, is hard work. But let me, let me kind of turn the wheel and head a bit in, in a different direction because united prayer adds even further difficulties. You know, if it's difficult for me to pray in my prayer closet, then prayer, when I'm united with others, and prayer particularly using technology, where I'm uniting with people around the world, uh, is even more difficult. Um, it takes focus. It takes concentration. You know, I feel like, you know, we ought to be opening up prayer meetings by doing jumping jacks and sit-ups and, and, and deep knee bends because, you know, this is, this is going to take some, some real energy. This is going to take some work. Um, and again, let me tick off a couple of reasons why that's so. First of all, it's just in united prayer, it's just so easy to coast. You know what I mean? 
uh, when another person is praying, it's just so easy for me to put my mind and my heart in neutral. Um, if it's easy to fall asleep in my prayer closet, then it's even easier to fall asleep when somebody else is responsible for the praying, and all I'm supposed to do is to agree with him in prayer. But I believe that agreeing with somebody in prayer is perhaps the hardest thing that we are actually asked to do in the church. Uh, It takes focus. It takes concentration. It takes energy. And then in the second place, simply agreeing, truly agreeing with another person in prayer can be difficult. Uh, Often it's difficult for me, in my mind, with my heart, to follow the heart and mind of another person in prayer so that I can agree with them. And that's the crux of united prayer, that agreement. You know, in the early chapters of Acts, when it talked about the church uniting in prayer, it speaks of them coming to one accord. And that one accord is where the power of united prayer is. But that can be difficult with with another person. I don't know how many of you ever pray with a rambler. And if you if you pray with others, you know what I'm talking about. It can be very difficult to pray with a rambler. And you know who the worst ramblers are. Preachers are the worst ramblers in prayer. And and so you know, it can be difficult with with me, my heart, and my mind to follow another person and really stick with them until I come to the place where I say, yes, Lord, I'm agreeing with them. I'm praying with them. That's where the heart of united prayer is. And often with a rambler, that's difficult, isn't it? So for all of these reasons and more, the Apostle Paul uses a word in the original language to describe prayer. And that's the word agonizomai, from which we get our English word agonize. We speak of agonizing in prayer, but that that doesn't really catch the flavor of the metaphor that Paul is using there. The word agonizomai comes from a, a noun, agon, which speaks of an athletic contest. And so to agonize is actually to put out the kind of effort, the kind of work, the kind of focus that an athlete puts out to try to win an athletic contest. Uh, In particular, it would be the kind of word that was used to describe the effort of the early Greek games. Uh, And if you know anything about the the early Olympics, uh, the, the early Greek games, wrestling was one of the primary Uh, sports that was practiced. Uh, I've never been a a wrestler. Uh, It was not something that ever attracted me. Uh, But I can remember when I was taught how to wrestle in junior high phys ed class. And we had to wrestle other guys in in, in three-minute bouts. And I can remember when those three minutes were over, my body was just absolutely drained of energy. That is what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He's talking about putting out that kind of energy and focus and determination in prayer. 
And in Romans 15.30, Paul puts it this way. He says, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. Strive together with me in prayer. And the verb here is actually soon agonizonai, which has the idea of agonize with me. And so united prayer is all of us together putting that kind of effort out that an athlete does uh, to win a contest. Now, in, in those early Greek games, they didn't have team events like they have in the Olympics today. But that's what Paul was actually picturing here with this word, sunagonizomite. He's talking about all of us on the same team, focused on the same uh, prayer requests, the same needs, and uh, putting out the energy and the focus and the intentionality and the concentration to agree in those, with those prayers, to come to that one accord so that, that our prayers really have the power with God. That is the challenge of united prayer. And those of you that come to this prayer meeting day in and day out, that is the challenge that you have set before yourself day in and day out. And so I encourage you uh, to, to, to agonize in prayer as you come to this prayer meeting, to agree with one another for those kingdom-level global prayer requests that are so important to, I believe, what God is doing in the world today.